The big technology stocks rallied and led indices higher yesterday, yet the robust U.S. demands, despite the soft U.S. growth and higher than expected inflation, restored the expectation that the Federal Reserve could only hike the interest rates by another 25 basis points at next week's monetary policy meeting and do nothing less. So welcome, this is Swiss Coast Daily Market Talk. So U.S. equities rallied yesterday as technology stocks led gains with Meta, for example, jumping nearly 14% to the highest levels in a year after releasing its latest quarterly results. And at the current levels, Meta recovered half of the losses that it recorded since the fall 2021. Hallelujah. And in the after hours trading yesterday, well, Amazon jumped more than 10% as the earnings topped estimates in the first quarter. Revenue from both Physical and online stores did better than expected, but most of the early gains were rapidly given back, unfortunately, as uh, Amazon's executives revealed in the conference call a bit later than the results that the revenue growth in the AWS slowed. And well, the cloud computing, which is the AWS, is the growth engine of the company. So a slowing growth on that end really didn't please investors much. So Amazon may not pop as much as Meta did yet yesterday and combined with some soft earnings in technology stocks beyond the big technology stocks beyond the funk stocks and well mixed earnings while investor appetite may not really remain robust in the coming hours before the weekly closing bell because in fact Samsung revealed a 3.4 billion US dollar worth of a loss in its memory chip division and a 95% fall in its first quarter revenue while Intel reported the largest quarterly loss of his history yesterday, but promised a recovery in the second half of this year, whereas Snap plunged something like 18% as its revenue remained short of expectations. So all in all, the US futures look set for a softish open to this Friday's trading session, even more so as the economic data released yesterday disappointed big time uh, the investors. So besides the news that the Federal Reserve President Jerome Powell actually got pranked, by some Russian comedians thinking that they were actually the Ukrainian president Volodymyr Zelensky and you know, who talked with uh, Fed President about various matters. Well, the latest GDP data came as a shocker to investors. The US GDP showed that the US economy slowed from 2.6% to 1.1% in the first quarter. So that's well below the 2% penciled in by analysts. And the PC prices, so a gauge of inflation in the US, popped to 4.2% instead of a fall to 0.5%, uh, which was expected by analysts. And the core PC prices rose more than expected to 4.90% in the first quarter. So the letter, uh, high inflation, actually pushed the U.S. two-year yield higher on expectations of a further monetary policy tightening from the Fed to fight inflation. And the rebound in the First Republic Bank shares also helped cool demand in the U.S. Treasuries, while the S&P 500 actually gained, as I said earlier in this episode, as a result of a decent rally in the big technology stock prices and perhaps a less stressful trading session for, well, the banks, especially 
especially the US regional banks and the soft growth data. Apple, for example, which is due to release its own uh, results next week, will jump by 2.84% yesterday and reach the highest, highest level since last summer. Microsoft, on the other hand, added another 3.20% yesterday and reached the highest level since last April as well. And the share price is up by more than 10% since earnings announcements at the start of this week, while Google rallied almost 4% yesterday as well. Now, before I move forward, I actually thought that it would be somehow interesting to dive a little bit into the US GDP data released yesterday because low growth but high inflation is what we saw in the headline figures yes and that's not really good news yet there was one silver lining in yesterday's us gdp data and it was that the slump in the us growth last quarter is still less dramatic than what it looked like because 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 the big drag on the us gdp in the first quarter of this year came from a swing in business inventories which actually subtracted something like 2.3 percentage points from the overall growth figure but this category is actually known to be volatile and subject to significant quarter-to-quarter -quarter movements and as such it is not a reliable indicator of the economy's health. So that's one important thing to keep in mind. The other thing is, well, the data showed yesterday, so the US GDP data showed yesterday that the US consumer demand is still magically holding up and very robust because the inflation adjusted consumer spending in the US, which actually accounts for something like two thirds of the economic activity, is showing no signs of cooling whatsoever. And then, well, the worst of the slowdown that we saw in housing in the US could be coming to an end as well because in the third quarter of 2022 residential investment plunged at a rate of 27 percent on annualized basis and in the first quarter of this year it declined at a rate of four percent so in conclusion the headline gdp number for the first quarter in the u.s looked concerning yes it did but a closer look at the underlying details in that data actually show that the impact of the Fed's rate hike campaign is still quite mixed. And as an economist at RSM said, the R word should maybe be used for resilient US economy rather than recession. And well, as such, the expectation of a 25 base point hike from next week's FOMC meeting jumped back to 86% yesterday after the release of the US GDP data and earnings and the waning stress in the US regional banks. Although, although it's important to keep in mind that the latest data show that the emergency borrowings from the US banks were up for the second consecutive week this week. Now, the jump in the US yields that we saw yesterday actually does support a recovery in the US dollar across the board. And the euro dollar is softer as a result of a stronger US dollar, although we are still above the 110 psychological mark this morning. Now, due today, the eurozone countries will actually start revealing their own April preliminary inflation figures. And the eurozone will also post its latest GDP update today before the bell. And the European 
growth is expected to have slowed in the first quarter of this year while the latest CPI numbers or the latest inflation numbers are expected to show a rebound in consumer prices in Europe due to the post-OPEC rally that we saw in energy prices this month. And if that's the case, if we see potentially solid inflation data from the European countries, well, that could actually boost a 50 basis point hike expectation from the European Central Bank meeting at next week's monetary policy meeting and give an additional support to the euro versus the US dollar. Now, I believe that any price pullbacks that we might see in the euro dollar are still interesting opportunities to strengthen the long positions in euro versus the greenback. Now, in Japan, as widely, widely expected, the Bank of Japan made no changes to its ultra absurd monetary policy today and kept the rates at the negative 0.10% level and didn't remove the yield curve control policy, which ended up with the Bank of Japan actually holding more than half of the JGBs available in the market by the end of last year more than half but you know it still announced a broad review with monetary policy and scrapped the forward guidance hinting that there will still be an effort some effort to gradually exit the massive stimulus program that's in place in japan right now but when and how is yet to be seen. So the dollar yen popped toward the 135 level today as whatever was left of the hawkish expectations got hammered by the Bank of Japan's resistance to change at today's meeting. But again, it is, in my opinion, just a matter of time before we see the Bank of Japan come back to its senses under its new leadership. Elsewhere, crude oil recovered to $75 per barrel level, but we'll likely see resistance at this level and settle within the 70 to 75 dollar range gold on the other hand is under the pressure of rising u.s yields and will likely extend retreat toward the 1950 dollar per ounce level and bitcoin is on a roller coaster ride really following alerts that the assets of the bankrupt website mt gox were actually showing signs of life and that there is now a potential for the release of 142,000 bitcoins back into the market. So that's the potential for billion US dollar worth of a sell off in Bitcoin. That's obviously worrying investors, but it will be a temporary phenomenon. Because it was probably be more decisive on Bitcoin's power to pull out that thirty thousand dollar resistance in the coming days is well the overall risk appetite and where the technology stocks are headed from here. So this is all for this week. I'm Ipekos Kardeshkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful messages and your feedbacks. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions, and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. And subscribe, of course, to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again next week. And until then, good day trading and have a lovely weekend.